Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very, very special edition of the Royal Blue Podcast. I'm Phil Kirkbride, and today joined by Dave Prentice and Adam Jones to talk about, no, not on-field matters, off-field matters, and the one and only off-field matter, and that is the new stadium at Bramley Moor Dock, and today, the 25th of July, 2019, must go down as a significant, maybe even momentous day in the club's history as designs for the proposed new ground on the waterfront have been revealed. Dan Mice's vision, along with the club, his work, there for, for us all to see. Um, and so we're here around the table at Echo Towers to discuss and, and give our thoughts and, and talk about these stunning images and, and, and what we think and, and where next for the Blues. So I'm just going to open it up, lads. Um, what do you think? <laughs> Immediate reaction. It just it feels altogether real now. Uh, I know it should have felt real previously, but you know I've been in this position quite a few times previously with uh, Everton and new stadium developments, and I've seen glitzy images uh, produced, you know, for the proposed King's Dock developments, uh, which obviously never happened. Uh, but this is so much more detailed, so much more planning has gone into it. We, we've read and heard so much uh, from the football club, so much time, money and energy has been invested into it. And we've come to this stage now whereby we have the second stage, second stage of the uh, public consultation. We're actually seeing images and, you know, there's still only proposed images because the fans can still influence, um, you know, so how the ground will look. But Dan Meese is actually, you know, sort of speaking or has spoken today about uh, his vision and his plans. And, Immediate reaction, it looks great. I'm absolutely delighted. Um, there's a nice mix between the traditional uh, with the, uh, the the brickwork, which was used in an awful lot of the, uh, the dockside uh, buildings, linked into some very, very modern-looking uh, stadium, you know, sort of additions. Um, and it, it feels Everton as well, you know, sort of the little nods towards Archibald Leach in, in the brickwork there. Uh, an awful lot of, you know, sort of detail has gone into it. But, you know, you sit back and you see the image presented to you and, you know, you do think, yeah, yeah, I like that. I'm pleased with this. Um, there's a lot more to happen between now and, uh, you know, so sort of the actual building work starting. But, you know, my immediate reaction was was absolutely thrilled by it. And I think you two were the same, weren't you? <laughs> well, yeah, I think that the main difference that you can take from this one on the King's Dock uh, sort of stadium ideas with the, is that this one has been completely uniquely designed, I'd yeah. say, for Everton. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of Dan Meese over the past month, year or so, like speaking whenever he can and whatever he can speak about. He's always tried to hone in on the fact that this will be unique towards Everton. And I think he's managed to pull that off absolutely perfectly. I think it's 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 a really striking design when you first see it, I thought. like It's, it's nothing that I would have ever expected. I think I really like 
that's also like half and half sort of brickwork yeah. around the bottom with, you know, as Preno said, not just a nod to Everton's new Dockland home, but like Everton's history itself as well with the Archibald Leach yeah. sort of design. And then you've got the modern aspect married with that, you know, coming up with the steel and the glasswork uh, at the top. But yeah, I think the outside of it is absolutely incredible. But I think I was more blown away by the inside and, you know, just how just how big it looks on the inside. You know, they've kept those those stands really close in, uh, as much as close as regulations can uh, permit. Uh, that's where the fans are going to be sitting. You know, that uh, south stand by itself is just absolutely mesmerising. Thirteen, imagine thirteen thousand Evertonians <laughs> sat in that on a match day. So, yeah, I'm really, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing how this develops in the future. And I think. The main thing is that, you know, with all the detail that we've seen with this coming out today, it kind of it kind of explains why Everton have been so careful about this. They've gone about this meticulously and I think they've gone about it the right way. I think a few people have been maybe a little bit impatient and they've been saying, oh, why, why hasn't this been done yet? Why hasn't this been done yet? And I think this is exactly why, because Everton have got to this stage now where they're a few months away from planning application going in and these are the kind of details that they've already got in place. I think it's absolutely stunning. And they're absolutely uh, so on target as well in mm. terms of every you know sort of timeline they put out there. I think some of the people at the club get a bit frustrated when they see stuff on social media, you know, suggesting that the club you know is standing still and hasn't actually physically done anything. Every single you know sort of calendar appointment is being ticked. You know, so they're absolutely where they want to be at this precise time. Uh, like we say, planning application goes in before the end of the year, and everybody will talk about funding. But you know, they were keen to stress that there are several uh, funding. You know, sort of options available to them, um, which they are very, very comfortable with. So, you know, every, everything sounds promising. You know, everything sounds absolutely bang on at the moment. Um, so, obviously, as you mentioned, I think, Prano, um, obviously, this obviously coincides with the launch of the second stage of public consultation. Um, do we think that supporters will want to change a great deal or, or have the opinion that they feel things will be changed. <laughs> think, there's always think, some, isn't there? Some, yeah. you know, p- people have different views on, you know, so how I think what I'm getting be. at is, do you think supporters, as we record this now at the release of the images at seven o'clock, do you think most supporters will go, I'll have that, our happy days, that's amazing, right, get it done type of thing? Yeah, I think I think most supporters will be absolutely delighted to see, you know, I, I haven't haven't seen the images for the first time. I don't think there's anything that I would particularly want to change, but I think that's the point of this public consultation process going on as long as it is. You know, it carries on for a month. It's trying to uh, engage with not just Everton fans, mm. but with people of the local area, people of the whole city. Really, they want to try and get as much feedback as possible. And, uh, you know, after the initial you know, surprise of these new images, like, wears off, maybe people will look into it a little bit more and they'll see these, like, little intricate aspects that they might want to... Uh, delve into and change you know that I think that could always happen especially with you know just the sheer amount of things that Everton have got to cover with these sort of proposals you know like not even Bramley Moor but with the Goodison Legacy project as well you know there are going to be things that people will question down the line so it will be interesting to see you know if uh, a significant number of people want a certain thing changed but like haven't haven't seen the images like once for ourselves I don't think there's anything that I would change personally no, I mean we'll, we'll come on to the the Goodison Legacy later because that was, if anything, for me as interesting as the actual you know so stadium announcement was. Uh, but people, you know, have their own views and their own thoughts on how things should be. But 
all the uh, the items that Everton fans said that they wanted yes. appear to be addressed. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, the the stands are sheer. You know, as sheer as they possibly can be. Um, they're very very close to the football pitch, uh, which is what they wanted to be. The home end is is a towering colossus, and it, it will create a, you know an incredible atmosphere. Uh, the roof goes all the way around, so the, you know the atmosphere is going to be contained. You know, sort of within the stadium. Uh, we were very very fortunate to be able to use those uh, VR. You know, so headsets, uh, which give you, you know, so an inside view of, you know, you can basically stand in the middle of the uh, stadium, just turn around and imagine that you are there. And that was uh, quite spine tingling, to be honest. That, that that was a great experience. And fans can do that themselves. I believe Everton are launching an app, uh, which you can download and, you know, so have a look inside yourself doing it that way. So, you know, they, they do generally seem to have think, thought of everything that has been put their way so far. Obviously, second stage public consultation is the final opportunity to do that. So, if any fans do want something different, the got an opportunity to change it you know just basically let the club know yeah. um, st- stay with you Prenna because I think Adam's already answered this question it, it genuinely is and, and, and you know it's very easy to throw around words like unique when talking about designs of, of stadiums and how, how things are going to look but genuinely from what we you can see and what we've seen in the images that the club have released it gen- genuinely does not look like anything else in England, in Europe, maybe, maybe in the world. I mean, I don't think you're going to get yeah. anything close, are you? No, I was, I was surprised uh, when I saw it. Um, I'm just trying to think of the... Um, I don't know if we actually physically saw plans when they were talking about the, the Kirby move, but, you know, the suggestion was it was just going to be... A saw photo, the images, yeah, didn't It we? was a photo-fit stadium that you find, like Pride Park, like, you know, sort of Middlesbrough, like basically yeah. Riverside, like, like you would find, you know... Like a Lego else. stadium. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas this clearly isn't, you know, clearly it's Dan Mises' vision, you know, so he's had, you know, so much input from the supporters which he's uh, he's taken on board um, I love the little balcony area at the back you know the, so the, which, the south stand exactly yeah. yeah you know so which looks down onto the waterfront there um, the fan zone you know we, we know where that's going to be we actually haven't seen you know so yeah. what the fan zone is going to comprise yet it's bigger though isn't it than the current absolutely one? huge yeah size and of then, the pier head Exactly. That's yeah. right. The pier head, they said, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the the hydraulic tower, which again, still not sure quite what purpose that will form, but that is going to be incorporated into it. And it could be a museum, it could be a visitor centre, it could be an attraction, who knows, yes, but that will be part of it as well. It does look absolutely unique. You know, I mean, a waterfront stadium is quite unusual anyway, uh, but Everton seems to have, you know, so got it absolutely right and, you know, and blending it into the uh, the landscape that's there, but also creating something that's quite, that's quite modern, historic and modern, difficult to do that at the mm-hmm. same time, but they seem to have pulled it off. Do you sense, just thinking, just thinking out loud, do you think that, and I'm not just saying this is applicable to um, supporters of, of a certain generation, and it could be across the board. But do you think any of those fans who who are looking at the images today, whose heart is just embedded at Goodison, and they don't really want to leave, do you think that seeing this today will have changed their minds? Will have um, softened that that stance a little bit? Yeah, it'll, it'll soften the blow because it is going to be a blow. I mean, people's emotional investment in that football ground is a lifetime, you know. So I've, I've been going there 45 years, <laughs> which is quite terrifying. And there are, you know, so football fans out there who are, you know, significantly older than me. So, yeah, there's so much, you know, so wrapped up in that football stadium. So it needs to be something quite special to make that break and, and to make that, you know, so that severance bearable. 
Um, and I think this does, you know, you want to be excited by what you see. And I think all three of us were excited by what we saw, you know, saw today. And uh, I think, you know, so the vast majority of Everton football fans will be as well. It's going to be a blow and it's going to be sad, you know, so when the time comes to, you know, so turn our backs on Goodison. But Everton are addressing that and what they're leaving behind is going to be quite significant as well. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, to answer the question, I think it will. It will soften the blow. Mm. Definitely. You know why does why does today feel different than to Kings Dock Kirby? What, what what is it about today that feels different, and why why do why is that sense of optimism completely different? And that, that that sentiment among fans completely different to it was in the other two most recent. Personally, I think it's just the sheer amount of detail that uh, Everton have been yeah. managed. Well, they've managed to present. Uh, with along with today's designs, you know this isn't this isn't something you know this is something that's so close to plan and permission. Whereas I think the other two were just like you know just ideas that yeah. still needed a lot of planning to go into them, even after Everton Everton were involved. You know this is this is Everton's own project. We've been made we've been made to wait for a while. And I think Dan Mies's first workshops were back in April 2018, weren't they? Something yeah, like that. possibly even further back. Yeah, I, I yeah, can't, exactly. yeah you're, you're right though. Yeah, yeah, and you know we've been been forced to wait quite a quite a long time to you know get the you know get the full details on on this moving and on Goodison as well. And I think I think maybe the Goodison Legacy Project as well is another another significant aspect as to why this feels that little bit more real. Because you know whenever Everton have talked about moving in the past, I don't think they've yeah. really had an idea about what might happen to Goodison after. After the fact, this time they've not even thought about what happened. They've put in some significant plans. You know, they've got some, yeah, yeah, they've got some architects on board who have worked with the club before, who are ready to, you know, take this project on and you know take it to the next level when, when uh, Everton do finally leave Goodison. And as Prenner was saying, I think those plans are even, even as impressive as what's going to happen at Bramley Moor. So yeah, I think just the sheer level of detail that's gone into this, this feels. This feels like something really tangible and something that Everton fans can really grasp onto. And you know, as I, as I said earlier, you know, we are only a few months away from planning application and getting submitted now. And then after that, we're <laughs> another step down the road. And you know, it it just feels like it's gonna it's gonna gather pace from this point on. Brennan, did you ever foresee a situation where the club would have a second opportunity to build a new stadium on the docks? On the front side, the waterfront, sorry, I should say. No, I didn't. Uh, and the the sole, you know, defining factor behind this is, is one man. It's Farhad Mashiri, uh, because he's now given, you know, the club the financial weight uh, to be able to do this. Um, it, it, that's why it founded last time. The club couldn't, um, you know, find the resource for what would have been a significantly cheaper um, building opportunity on the King's Dock. Um, and it's why Bill Kenwright waited as long as he did uh, before he found the man that he wanted to, you know, sort of buy the shares in the football club and take it forward because he wanted to be sure that the man was absolutely right uh, for the future of Everton Football Club. And, you know, Farhad Mashiri, you know, sort of had his trust, has his trust still, uh, and he's justifying that trust, you know, so amongst all Evertonians by what he's actually doing now. It's just the fact that he can, you know, it's not going to be his money, but the fact that, you know, so he can underwrite, you know, so the... The, uh, the investments in this and provide, you know, significant funds already is what's been a game changer, really. Um, he's been so important, you know, sort of the direction this football club's going in. And this is like such a, a massive directional change. Um, it's all very well 
putting money into transfer pots and allowing, you know, so the team to improve, but for it to be sustainable over a long period, which is what Mashiri wants to happen. Uh, you need to have a new stadium. It needs to be a new stadium that will generate significant funds and it needs to be something, you know, iconic. Uh, and I think this is certainly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can't underestimate, you know, so the impact that Farhad Mashiri has had on Everton Football Club in such a short space of time. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. And just going back to the he, almost the the other figure in this who we have spoke about. Um, it, I think it, Everton obviously deserve huge amounts of credit for finding Dan Mice as the man because I don't know if you agree with this, but you almost feel like he's become the perfect person. He's almost become the figurehead for this project. And mm. you wouldn't have imagined too many other people in his position to have embraced publicly and embraced the football club quite on a level that he has, yet Dan is fully into this, you know, beyond, I think, anybody's expectation at, at the word go. Yeah, I think it's it's so it's so refreshing to see from, you know, like the perspective of Everton fans. It's so it's so refreshing to see somebody who's obviously got a massive professional background in this sort of area, but somebody who takes on projects on such a personal level as well. You know, he's he's always interacting on social media whenever he can with Everton fans. You know, obviously, over the last year or so, he's not been able to say much, but whatever he can say, he's always been able to come out and try and say that as much as possible. And, you know, Everton fans have always liked to have that sort of, like, personal connection with anybody who's going to have... You know, this is such a significant... uh, As Prano says, it's a significant directional change for Everton. We needed somebody there who was not going to just give the right design and then just like be quiet about it and mm. sit sit back behind the scenes. This needed to this needed somebody who was gonna stand up for his own designs and he was gonna buy into the history of the club, start start to love the club by what he's come out and said. You know, he's attended a good few games. He attended the Spurs game, didn't he, on the mm. last game of last season. You know, he was he he seems to have just bought into everything there is Everton and that's what Everton fans love to see. And it just makes you trust more in his vision and you know the designs that he's put forward and I think he's he's pulled it off perfectly. Yeah, he's been crucial. If you remember we sat in this room only a couple of years ago and uh, you know people Evertonians were very very concerned about West Ham, you know, so becoming a rival to Everton Football Club because they're basically being gifted a brand new stadium uh, similar to how Manchester City were. Um, but the difference being that it was a stadium that wasn't anything to do with West Ham. It wasn't really fit for football purpose. Yeah, it was a brand new stadium and it was a very, very impressive and very, you know, sort of attractive looking stadium, but it wasn't a football stadium and it didn't really have any of West Ham's history, heritage, yeah. links to it at all, which is why this is so different. This is being created solely for Everton Football Club, not for a football club, but for Everton Football Club. Uh, so, you know, it's got Everton's stamp and Everton's identity all over it. It's got an input of their supporters in it. Uh, you know, so Dan Meese, is it Meese Mice? I don't know. We hear so many different pronunciations. I think it is Meese. Yeah. 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 But, um, you know, so he has, you know, so taken on board every bit of guidance, every bit of advice, every, every wish that every Everton supporter, you know, so has put his way and that's all invested in the stadium so it's why it is so different you know it's it's an incredible stadium I mean Goodison Park has changed so many times down the years I mean the Goodison Park that we see now is completely different to the Goodison Park that existed only 40, 50 years ago Uh, but you know this is completely novel completely new it's it's a beautiful looking stadium and it's Everton's Mm. 
I was going. You, you make a good point about West Ham because you don't go to the London Stadium and think Upton Park. No, no. And Upton Park was great. It was brilliant. a great stadium. Yeah. yeah, but this is you know, the the Olympic Stadium, or London Stadium, is it called now? It's it's just it's, it's a stadium. You know, it's a nice stadium, but it's not West Ham United Stadium. Yeah. You know, it may become that in time, uh, but not from the off. Certainly, uh, their fans don't appear to enjoy the experience at all. Uh, whereas I think every Evertonian that steps through the uh, doors of this one are going to love it. Well, I think it's important as well that we've seen, you know, Dan and his architect team have, you know, taken on board, like, feedback from the likes of the London Stadium, Spurs' Stadium, you know, stadiums from across Europe. And, you know, they've compared how how Everton Stadium is going to, you know, especially that South Stand, how that's going to compare to some of theirs. You know, mm. it might, Everton's might not be the biggest, but it's up there in terms of, you know, steepness, proximity to the pitch. And, you know, that's all that Everton fans want is they want that sort of bare pit atmosphere that Goodison Park can yeah. create on its best days and nights. And you know, I think they've really complemented that really well. Mm. It, you rank that as, from what we've seen, as your favourite aspect so far? Uh, absolutely. I think I think that South Stand is 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 just incredible. And, uh, like, you know, when we were talking about that uh, VR headset <laughs> experience, you know, you can you can sit in that South Stand uh, on whether you can choose to have the stadium full or empty and you can choose to have it day or, or night which I think they, those are really really nice little details to try Adam's and more tech savvy than me I put it on an empty stadium and thought well that's beautiful <laughs> he put it on I started hearing crowd noises and I think it was floodlights the, where did that come from? I think it was seeing the night images that really kind of yeah. struck it for me mm-hmm. yeah totally um, but in terms of um, just sort of you know you just wonder whether in the design of things and it's it, you know sort of tongue in cheek if Dan's designed himself a permanent seat there in these south stands. <laughs> <laughs> well, why, why not? I mean, uh, clearly he's going to be an even more in-demand stadium designer as a result of this. I mean, he's worked on a lot of projects over the last few years. Back, this this yeah. is the latest. Yeah. Um, but you get the impression that, you know, his heart is going to be here and it won't just be, okay, job finished, you know, so moving on to the next one. I think you'll see him back here quite frequently just to it's enjoy the experience. Yeah, great phrase, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously going the other side of the project, of course, um, as we mentioned, Everton are aiming to uh, submit an outline plan application for the Goodison Park Legacy Project, the redevelopment of, of the Goodison site and, and the L4 um, area. Prana, you've been really struck by what we've seen in that regard. And we had a teaser, didn't we, uh, a general meeting a couple of years ago, we had, you know, but but it was only a fraction of, yeah. of, of what we've seen now. Um, are you in three and a half, four years time, if that is the vision still, and we move to the waterfront, would you do leave Goodison happy, if you like, or happier knowing that that is what hopefully will be produced. Oh, I was massively reassured um, because if you think back to some of the, the new stages that have been developed and, you know, what's being left behind now is just a housing estate. Mm. You know, Highbury, which was such a beautiful old stadium. I loved going down to Highbury and, you know, that, that that's just houses now. Uh, Everton, when they initially talked about the Goodison legacy, they talked about a health centre, they talked about an education premises, they talked about housing and flats and you think, well, yeah, all right, you know, so much mm. so worthy but, you know, where's, where's Everton Football Club in this other than the, the Dress. And what they showed us, you know, today made me think, oh, wow, yeah, you know, so much thought has gone into this. The church remains, obviously. There are plans for a memorial garden in yeah. the middle where the pitch would be. Because uh, let's not forget that an awful lot of uh, ashes have been scattered on that pitch at Goodison Park. It is, you know, sort of a place of remembrance. And uh, that will 
fingers crossed, remain. I mean, they're talking about approaching uh, the local residents to see if they're happy to have a memorial garden in the middle there. I'm sure they will be. Um, the the lettering even that you can see down at the, the park end currently yes, of Goodison yeah. Park, there's plans to retain that. And I just thought, wow, what a great idea. That, that, that is a symbol that Goodison Park once was here. And, you know, so all the memories, the st- we're told the statues, you know, plans are currently for the statues to remain there, mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. the fans say otherwise, uh, because Dixie Dean's feats, uh, Ball Harvey Kendall's feats, uh, were achieved at Goodison Park, so it seems to be quite, you know, sort of symbolic that they should remain would there. You, would you like that on a personal level, Preno, for for Dixie and the and the and the, and the, and the Holy Trinity sort of statue to remain there rather than to be taken as another reminder and another, you know, uh, nod to the past yeah. and the waterfront? You would rather they remained as part of the legacy. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I'd rather they went with Everson right, to Bramley okay. Moor. Um, and I've spoken to, you know, the family about this. As Some people know my mother-in-law is Dixie Dean's daughter and uh, they were quite keen for the statue to go with Everton. And I think Bill Kenwright actually once said to her, to Barbara, that, you know, so wherever we go, Dixie goes with us. But they're also going to be guided by uh, the local residents. residents and yeah. the local residents say that that has become, you know, a meeting place for people, you know, I'll meet you by Dixie statue. It's yeah. part of the local landscape now. Uh, so Everton will listen to the local residents. And if that's what they want, that's what the Everton supporters want, they'll go along with that. But equally, they've said that they can then create new statues. I was going to ask that yeah. question, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which will be, you know, sort of situated at Bramley Moor. So, you know, what better than to have another Dixie Dean statue looking across the river, you know, to the spiritual heartland of Tranmere Rovers, yeah. you know, so where he actually, you know, so honed this skills. That's all to be talked about in the future. I mean, obviously nothing has been, you know, finalised on that yet. But my personal wish is that I'd kind of like those statues to go with Everson to Bramley Moor. There's there's kind of a, um, and look, you know, this is ahead of a second stage public public consultation. It's you've all got to go to planning permission, of course, yet. So we we can't get ahead of ourselves. But it feels like the club, which is so storied and, and rooted in its history, He's kind of now almost been fast tracked into sort of modernity and in in, in, in a kind of a new era. It feels like we're on the verge of something quite seismic. Yeah, and I I feel like it's a a bit long overdue, to be honest. I feel like, as we've mentioned before, you know, other clubs in the Premier League have taken these sort of steps, you know, some like with to varying degrees of success, Mm -hmm. I would argue, but some clubs have taken that next step, and I think it's proven to be vital you know the 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 money in the premier league has risen exponentially over the last few years uh, the, the whole football and sphere i think has changed massively over the last probably two decades even and that's kind of left goodison park feeling a little bit left behind you know they've obviously made significant improvements yeah. over the last few years and i think feel like that has definitely brought it a little bit more up to date but there's still the obvious needs that Everton do need to, you know, come out and come out into this like modern football and sphere. And I feel like this Bramley Moor, this Bramley Moor is the perfect way to do it. And yeah, it should feel like a seismic mm. and really significant change because if it didn't, then they haven't Everton haven't done it right. This this needs to be like an absolutely historic move for Everton. This is only this will only be Everton's third ground in their history. Mm. First first time they've moved in a well, but it'll be over, 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 over twenty seven. Yeah. Is it? It'll that's be over one hundred and thirty yeah. years by the time yeah. they move into Bramley Moor. Yeah. So, like, that's a it's an absolutely massive change. It's more nobody, than a cultural change, isn't it? Well, yeah. no, nobody alive today has yeah has seen Everton in any play anywhere else than Goodson Park for their home matches. Mm. 
So I think that that is absolutely huge, and it's it's a it's a massive moment not just for Everton, but I I'd, I'd argue for the history of Liverpool in general. Well, like, it, it, like we're talking about Goodison Park there, like in green spaces. Goodison yeah. Park has probably been one of the most prominent green spaces in Liverpool for as we've said over 127 years now, and I think it's really good that Everton are keeping that green space at the heart of. You know where the centre circle was going to be, where the pitch currently stands now. Like uh, among all the other, like the the community that Everton sort of want to create. You know, with all the will the mega store remain though? Well, well, this is the question. The, the beloved yeah. old megastore. I, I, suspect, I suspect not. <laughs> you never know. You never know, do you? No, and there needs to be, you know, some kind of permanent legacy of, you know, what once existed there. Because we're only just over the road here in the Port City Centre from the famous old boxing stadium, which was the first purpose-built yeah. boxing arena uh, in this country. And it became a famous, famous sporting arena. Uh, it became a musical arena as well, you know, so all kinds of bands played there My in the people, 70s. It's, uh, it's uh, nicknamed Prenner. Uh, the Graveyard of Champions, yes. was it? Yeah, where they were, uh, you know, so so many great boxers, you know, so, you know, were, were defeated there and lost unbeaten records there. But that's, it's now an NCP car park at the back of us here. And if you have a stroll across there, right in the middle, there's like just a little square there where the ring used to be. And you're left thinking, oh, is that it? Is that it? Is yeah. that, you know, yeah. th- this was a great sporting arena. And is that, that the best they can do? You know, clearly Everton have thought about this long and hard and they're doing it properly. You know, so yeah. they're actually leaving a genuine legacy of, you know, sort of what ought to be there. Well, I'm sure we could chat long into the night about these images and, and, and what's to come. But no, we'll uh, thank you for listening and, and please share your thoughts with us. Get in touch with us on Twitter or Facebook. Um, leave a comment on, on, on iTunes and Acast and, and let us know what you think. You know, we're, we're fascinated to know how the rest of the Blues world is taking the news today and, and, and soaking up these images and, and, and your thoughts on them. So uh, we will be back around the table uh, next week, obviously talking about Pre-season, it continues, but of course, as, as, as things pick up pace now with Bramley Moor, we will be making a regular feature of discussing all things stadium. So thank you, chaps, for your company, and thank you very much for listening. You have been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.